What is up, guys? Uh, if you guys are watching on Ian's Twitch, um, we are PI Podcast. We do podcasts every week on the NFL and starting and doing news on everything that happens in the week of the NFL world. And uh, this week is free agency, so there's going to be plenty to talk about. And uh, so, Ian, we're going to start off with the Arizona Cardinals because there was a ton of free agency, free agency signings. Um, what do you Pertis think? just said, we're not introducing our guest. He just said, we're not going to introduce Julio. Yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I mean, I'm going to ask you and then Julio. I was going to introduce him after. All right, Julio, introduce yourself. Let us know. Yeah, go know. ahead. Um, what's up, guys? Deadshot, it's Julio. Uh, I'm a New England Patriots fan. Um, I'm from New York, uh, as you can see from the accent. Um, excited to be here. You know, first podcast, really. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've been friends with these guys for, like, a while now, and I'm excited to to actually just talk, get into it, get into the sports scene, and, uh, we'll get right into it, you know? Actually, I'm gonna start off with Julio. Julio, um, if you have the PFF, do you have the PFF list up? Um. Or do you not, do you only send you the link? I got my my own sources, you know. Okay, so, if you, uh, okay. We're gonna start with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, do you have their things pulled up yet or do you want me to come back to you yeah no i got it so i think the biggest one that we have is you know you got zach Ertz. you know what i mean mm-hmm. are, are, we're talking about like are, are we talking about re-signings or just like free agency yeah, like, yeah, anything yeah. anything anything okay um well of course we got zach Ertz coming back or you know re-signing for the um for the cardinals for a three-year you know 31 almost a little over $31.5 million. You know, he came into the season, like, pretty late. He was pretty... I would say he, was, he did a pretty decent job coming in, you know, especially leaving the Eagles, coming to the Cardinals. I think he's a good fit over there, um, especially since they just lost uh, Christian Kirk as well. Um, you know, I still got, you know, big, big, big name D-Hop. Um, and then we got, we got uh, James Conner. Right, I think James Conner still signed up. He he just signed a pretty big deal actually for a running back. Yeah, I think I think he's gonna stay good with the Cardinals definitely. Um, and they also re-signed Chase Edmonds. So the running back room stayed the same. James Conner signed three years, twenty-one million, which is pretty hefty for a running back. Yeah, Yeah. they got their backup quarterback too, and Colt McCoy, and then. They released Jordan Hicks, uh, linebacker. It's, it's expendable, um, but they re-signed uh, a not well-known end edge, unless you're a big Cardinals fan, and Dennis Gardeck. Um, he played uh, decently, and it's uh, obviously why he got re-signed. And then D-lineman D- Michael Dogbe, he was re-signed for a year. And, yeah, so they got a lot of free agents signed. Um, they released some people. But the biggest one, like Julio said, is probably Zach Ertz and James Conner. Um, James Conner went, had a really good season for them. It's weird because James Conner was on the Pittsburgh Steelers, had a one-year wonder, basically. And he and he moved to Cardinals. And the first year he was there, one-year wonder again. So let, I want to see if he can improve with this new contract. Yeah, he, uh, I mean, his touchdowns, he was very good in fantasy. Um, they like to give him the ball in the one yard line. I think he had like 18 touchdowns this year, um, but he didn't have a lot of yards. But like I said, he was kind of the third down back, the 
one or two yard runs, you know, to the end zone. So his stats are a little inflated because of that, but still they obviously have faith in him to be able to lead. Uh, I, I messed up earlier when I said Chase Edmonds, he went to the dolphins. Um, so it's just James Conner in the backfield right now. And they did just lose Christian Kirk. So we'll see what they do in the draft. Yeah. Um, PFF for some reason says uh, Derek Cardinals resigned Chase Edmonds. Uh, weird. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, um, the Dolphins did get Chase Edmonds. Um, so yeah, and that's the Arizona Cardinals. They made some moves today. Um, going on to the next team, um, Atlanta Falcons. They usually don't, in, at least in the past like six years, they haven't really done it really much in free agency on the first day. Haven't made any big splashes that I know of. Uh, but the only thing they did was extend our tackle, left tackle Jake Matthews, uh, to a three-year, $52 million extension. And that saved up a little bit more cap room so we could sign more players. And we also did let uh, Foy Lewicon test uh, go to free agency, and he got signed by the Jaguars. We'll talk about that later. But... And, we also gotta, and we also got to talk about Calvin Ridley not playing either. You know, there's like, there's, you know, a lot of cap room for there too. Yeah, we could, yeah. yeah we could go. We're, we'll go into that a little bit. Uh, uh, if you guys remember our last podcast, um, we did go over the Calvin situation. We're gonna go over it again here a little bit. Um, but yeah, the Atlanta Falcons didn't do much. And uh, yeah, now Julio. Um, um, what about the Baltimore Ravens? They didn't make too many moves. But where do you see that team headed? Baltimore Ravens. Um... I I I honestly believe you know they're they're a decent they're a decent team you know Lamar Lamar is getting a lot of hate because you know they're just calling him like a running back and now he can't really throw much but I feel like that they might get decently far I think Lamar will actually might be able to carry the team this year um, you know you still got Hollywood Brown out there um, I can't even follow in the running backs who's their running backs now I don't. Know. Well, they're getting J.K. Dobbins back, um, and he got injured in the preseason last year. So J.K. Dobbins coming back, we we don't know what he's capable of yet. Yeah, we've seen no. him. In, we've seen him in college, but I mean, honestly, the Ravens with Harbaugh coaching and Justin Tucker kicking, I think they're always going to be in the mix. And with Pittsburgh signing Mitchell Trubisky today to be their starting quarterback, most likely. Um, you know, the Bengals are going to make their moves. They've made a lot of moves that offensive line we'll talk about. So the Bengals are still going to be the top team in that division, in my opinion. Um, but the Ravens, to me, could definitely be number two. Yeah, the Ravens, they won't. They didn't do too much today. Um, they, still, they still have cap room, so they'll probably sign some people that they need. They still have that offense. The offense is going to be explosive next year with Lamar and their running, offense, running first offense with Lamar. And J.K. Dobbins coming back, like you said, Ian, it's a big, big point because he got injured, and uh, we haven't really seen anything from him uh, since he came out of, since he came from college. And um, I think J.K. Dobbins was a good pickup. I think he's very versatile, very explosive, and I think he's gonna do job. And that's AFC North's gonna be, I think, a little tough for with them with the Browns if they do make a step again for it. Um, going on to an, a team in the, in the AFC, uh, we're going over to the Buffalo Bills, and they made a lot of moves today. Um, they released AJ Klein, they released John Feliciano, they re-signed Jake Kumaro to one-year deal, 
They released Daryl Williams, their guard. They extended their center, Mitch Moritz, to a two-year, $19.5 million deal. And they signed uh, guard Roger Saffold from the Titans. Um, and also signed their DL Daquan Jones and signed DL Tim Settle. So, uh, Ian, what, what, do you, what do you think about all the Bills and moves? So I like the defensive moves. I'm a little concerned with what they did um, releasing their guards. But I think when you think about this draft, there's a ton of guards in the draft. There's a ton. So to me, it's not a bad move. But most likely you're going to be having a rookie starting at guard for the Buffalo Bills, which is a little scary. Julio, um, you have any thoughts on the Buffalo Bills? Honestly, having the Buffalo Bills in my favorite team's division um, is, you know, I like them. I love how they play. Their old line was probably one of the best that I've seen this year. Um, you know, around like, I would say about the same height uh, uh, as like, you know, maybe like the Dallas Cowboys old line. They're, they're, it's just, they're definitely up there. We definitely, as a Patriots, we did definitely did not get there as much as I thought we would. Um, but I, I think, I think you know, the Bills are going to go a long way again. Uh, Josh Allen, he's a young quarterback. He's definitely going to get there again. Um, he did freaking amazing. Him and Stephon Diggs were just, were just like the dynamic duo, especially with Dawson Knox in the end zone. That, you know, the big man just throwing it back there. It's, it's definitely going to be a really good team to play with. I honestly think the Buffalo Bills are going to win that division again next year. Um, I think the Patriots will fight for it. Um, Mac Jones is still developing, and it's going to be a second year. I think he'll be even better in that offense. Um, yeah, and the Bills, like Ian said, um, that guard spot—it's not—it's not not fun to have a rookie there at guard. Um, yeah, we might see Josh Allen get hit a lot, but he does have that escapability. So um, we'll see. And, uh, yeah, they they actually just signed trenches. They signed people in the trenches. And it was really good that they got their center, Mitch Moritz, because he's been a staple for that offensive line for Buffalo for a, long, for a little while. And just to be able to sign him, it, it just helps a lot. Um, uh, you guys have any more thoughts on Buffalo Bills? Uh, the only thing I'll say is we got to keep an eye on Cole Beasley as well. They gave him permission to request a trade and – we haven't heard anything else after that. Yeah, that's something to keep an eye on. I haven't heard any anything really. And he might even yeah. Um so now we go on he could leave. Yeah, he could even yeah, he could just get it get released and he'll be another free agency pickup. Um moving on, we're going to the Carolina Panthers. And they released cornerback AJ Bouye. They released D lineman Morgan Fox. And then they signed safety Xavier Woods to a three-year, $15 million deal. And they signed guard Austin Corbett to a three-year, almost a $29.5 million deal. All right, so I'm a little shocked about A.J. Boye. Um, And I've also heard that they're open to trading C.J. Henderson. Um, so I don't know what that cornerback room is going to look like because Stefan Gilmore free agent, right? Yeah. Stefan Gilmore free agent. They haven't, they haven't re-signed him yet. So I, I ex- fully expect them to re-sign Stefan Gilmore to at least a two-year deal. But, um, who knows that 
if they don't, that cornerback room is going to look really empty, and they really need to address that situation. Um, AJ Boy is a good veteran corner, so I was kind of shocked to see uh, the fact that they don't have the deal in place yet with Stefan Gilmore. I was a little shocked to see him let him go. Yeah, because that they had with AJ Boy and Stefan Gilmore. Um, I know AJ Boy didn't play too well last season. Um, he played okay. I mean, he had some good games, but um, I think that was a big factor into playing his release. Or they think they're going to draft a cornerback in the draft. Maybe even get Derek Stingley Jr. Even if they don't want a quarterback. Um, uh, yeah, Julio. Um, uh, any thoughts on uh, the Carolina Panthers? I I think you know Stefan Gilmore. Uh, he's a pretty decent fit for the uh, the Panthers. You know they definitely need that corner over there. Um, you know especially coming from the Patriots, Gilmore. Gilmore. He was he he was he, you know. He was a top corner for our team, you know, and then when he left, went straight to the Panthers. Um, I thought he did. He, I thought he had a pretty decent season. Um, he picked off our own team, you know, it was, it was kind of weird to see, but yeah. So I think, you know, I think the Panthers are uh, a rebuilding franchise now. Um, and ho- hopefully they do all right this season. Hopefully they use their, their draft to actually, you know, pick up, like a decent squad, hopefully. Yeah, we know uh, they don't want to start Sam Darnold. They actually want a quarterback, and they're in talks with Deshaun Watson. So I really think that he I, he might go to Carolina, and that would be a good pickup for them. I obviously don't want to see him in the NFC South. I mean, I wouldn't mind, but, uh, I mean, with Tom Brady coming back and everything, I mean, uh, it look, look at us. The NFC South is going to get better than it, it was going to be the worst division in the South. But we also just got break breaking news. Um, that the with the Honey Badger being released or being in the free agency, um, the Chiefs have signed uh, uh, signed Justin Reed to a three-year, thirty-one and a half million dollar deal with twenty million dollars guaranteed. Oh, and that's okay. uh, yeah. Justin Reed has been a solid safety um, for the tex- Texans. Yeah, and this just uh, this just replaces Tyron Matthew basically. <laughs> Oh, that's, I mean, you have your answer. Uh, it's definitely not working out a deal with Tyron Matthew. Yeah. And, Honestly, uh, I think Tyron Matthew is like a huge cap uh, release, like a huge cap gap that they actually have. Now they probably have more room after getting Justin Justin Reed from the Texans, you know, so. I don't know. Yeah. That's. Yeah, no, this is a good pickup by the Chiefs because they were their uh, safety, safety. They need safety help with Honey Badger being gone because Tyron Matthew could still play. He's still he's still a good cor- good safety. But yeah, um, and he's gonna get his money. Oh, for sure. I, I, I expect him to be. I don't even know. I, if I had to guess, it'd be like near the hundred million dollar range. Total. That's fair. Yeah. Um, moving on, we go to the Chicago Bears, and they just released a name that hasn't been popular in a couple years, running back Tariq Cohen, and they Ooh. also released D-lineman Eddie Goldman. Well, I think Eddie Goldman was their number one uh, D-tackle, I, I believe so. He was one of their starting D-tackles for sure. Uh, yeah, and he he was a solid. He's solid. I mean, that pass rush um, 
was good for the Bears. And now they trade away Khalil Mack. They trade. They released Eddie Goldman. They still have Akeem Hicks, though. Akeem Hicks can still play really well. Yeah, I think the only thing that I see from, from here is that the Bears, they just re-signed D-tackle, you know, Ogunjobi for to a three-year, um, three-year, $40.5 million deal. Um, you know, getting rid of Eddie Goldman and then just re-sign Ogunjobi. I, I don't know. I feel like I would have kept Goldman, definitely. I wonder who they're going to pick up because they're about to lose Allen Robinson as well. So really curious to see who Justin Fields is going to be throwing the ball to next year. I know Mooney, he's not a bad player. He's probably going to step up into the number one role and they're probably going to draft to you know, help him out. But um curious to see who he's going to be throwing the ball to. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, uh, Ogan Joby. I think I think he was a pretty good pickup with Eddie Goldman going. Um, Ogan Joby played well for that Bengals team. Um, even in that playoff run, he he actually got some pressure on these quarterbacks in the playoffs, and he was doing a pretty good job for them. Um, and now since we're talking about Ogan Joby being on the Bengals, and now we move on to the Cincinnati Bengals. Ian, any any. Any big names? Any big thoughts from that? Yeah, so the big one, they franchise tag Jesse Bates. Um, to, to a, it's a one-year, basically $13 million, um, which was good to keep him. Signed two guards in the offseason so far. One was Alex Kappa for four years, $40 million. And Then the other one was Ted Karras for three years, $18 million. And they re-signed B.J. Hill for a three-year, $30 million contract. So uh, I think that those were two very good signings for them. They learned in the Super Bowl that they need to protect Joe Burrow. They learned Joe Burrow's rookie year that they need to protect Joe Burrow. And this is a very good start to that. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with you. Um, definitely signing lineman for Joe Burrow was very, very necessary. And franchise tagging Jesse Bates was a huge, huge franchise tag because Jesse Bates he did get that pick in the Super Bowl, and he this has been an all around great safety. He's been really solid safety for the Bengals, and um, a lot of teams would have would have paid him if he did hit free agency. Um, that B.J. Hill signing though is is a good one because they just released, as Julio said, they just released uh, Larry Ogunjobi, so that B.J. Hill re-signing was pretty good. They just need a uh, boost that up back up a little bit. Um, next team we have is the Cleveland Browns, and yeah, they did a they did they did they did a very big trade we talked about last episode, Ian. Um, a very big trade, a big trade, but it wasn't like a big trade at the same time. They got Amari Cooper for a fifth round pick, so. Um, huge pickup for them with Landry getting released, OBJ getting released last season. Um, and they also franchise tagged David Njoku. <laughs> so I would expect them to draft another wide receiver in the draft, uh, kind of try to balance out that wide receiver room a little bit. Because Amari Cooper is a great wide receiver. He's going to be number one, of course, but need a little bit more there, I think, now that they've lost Jarvis Landry as well. 
Um, and then they also signed Taven Bryan from the Jaguars. If they want him, they can have him because <laughs> his career. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at his stats real quick. He was a first round pick. Yeah, and stats you think he has as a first round pick? <laughs> yeah, it's named at uh... answers five and a half sacks oh. in four season <laughs> as a one uh, first round pick. What what are you doing? He had two sacks this year, and they were in the same game. <laughs> Sacked Josh Allen twice. That was it. That was it for the whole year. He had 15 tackles this year. The first round pick in 2018. Off my team. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> and given, given, they signed in a one year prove it deal too. Five million dollars though. Um, who do they think five million dollars for four sacks and oh, for five sacks in four seasons? You think that's worth I it? I, I would probably put him at a two, maybe two and a half million dollar player. Um, yeah, it's like Ian said, like he can have him, you know. Yeah, he had those sacks like against the Bills, and yeah, it was Josh Allen against probably like one of the best, old, you know, old line in the league. I guess you can give him that, you know. But you know, the Cleveland Browns, though, uh, the only thing is like Ian said that they probably got to work with wide receiver core only because if Amari Cooper gets hurt and he gets injured then it's basically over it's over you know yeah they definitely need some good good receiver signings even if it's like like even not to wide receiver two or threes because they still have Amari Cooper and even if he does get injured they still need someone to carry it a load a little bit and Baker Mayfield it Baker Mayfield needs some help on that offense, especially if his line isn't getting isn't as good as it once was, and it's Cleaver- like going back to the it's like going back to your team, Pratesh, like uh, the Falcons. It's like once once Calvin really um, went out mid season, and then you know no more Julio Jones, and it was just up to the rookie Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts like freaking performed like nuts, and Matt Ryan was the only one throwing to him, you know. So it was you know that's it's gonna be like the same thing if Amari Cooper gets hurt. Yeah, because that situation in Atlanta is so bad right now with the wide receiver core. Russell Gage has been stepping up. Um, we'll talk about that a little, a little later. But yeah, the Browns, they they traded for a good wide receiver that Baker Mayfield can go to. And David Joke is a really good tight end. I'm interested to see if they re-sign Austin Hooper because if that would just help a little bit, even if Demar Cooper did get hurt because they'd have a two tight end formation set they could go to whenever they wanted with that offensive playbook and yeah and Austin uh, Hooper's a great tight end too yeah he is he's 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 solid he didn't have the best he had I think he had around four to 400 to 500 yards last season not too bad for a tight end no um yeah moving on we're going to the Dallas Cowboys another big name Ian take it away all right, so we franchise tagged the tight end Dalton Schultz. That was a good move for them. They re-signed Michael Gallup to a five-year, sixty-two and a half million dollar contract. Little weird. A lot of people are disagreeing. Uh, maybe they should have kept Amari Cooper over Michael Gallup, but regardless, it's done with. We got Michael Gallup for five years now, and they also 
re-signed. They, we talked about it on our last podcast that Demarcus Lawrence was refusing to take a pay cut. They just re-signed him for a three-year, $40 million contract. Um, so, you know, they keep a lot of weapons on offense. They do lose Amari Cooper, but they still have CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Dalton Schultz. They still have Tony Pollard. They still have Zeke. So the Dallas Cowboys offense is going to look very similar to what it did last year, just without Amari Cooper. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of, I, well, we talked about this in a podcast, um, uh, one of our previous podcasts, Amari Cooper, I, I believe that he should have been re-signed over Michael Gallup. I know Michael Gallup has been stepping up in a role when Amari Cooper was injured this year. Um, but I still think that if you have CD lamb over there and you're able to re-sign Amari Cooper, you should do it. Um, and then, uh, one thing, uh, we mentioned in our previous podcast as well is that Demarcus Lawrence, um, he was, uh, getting close. He, he didn't agree with the restructure. He didn't want the restructure. So they were possibly going to tr- release him. And now they signed, they paid him what he wanted. They paid him f- for $40 million and he's a really good pass rusher. So that's one of the things they really wanted to make sure they had. Um, yeah. And moving on, uh, to the, do you have any thoughts on the Cowboys, Julio? Um, no, I, I, I kind of like their squad now. Um, I think if they would have lost to Marcus Lawrence, it would have been like a huge factor with them. Um, you know, they already got Micah Parsons, you know, defense rookie of the year, just absolute beast on the other side. But I, I, I kind of like that they kept DeMarcus Lawrence because, you know, he's just, he's just a brute force and they actually needed that. And I don't know who they would have gotten to actually replace him. Um, and I feel like DeMarcus Owens is, is a good fit for the Cowboys. You know, he's been there for a while. Yeah. If anyone has any questions from Ian's stream or my stream, definitely go ahead and ask away. We'll definitely answer them. Yeah, um, for sure. Well, I'm keeping an eye on the comments. Okay. Yeah. Someone said Ian's sexy. Thanks. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, that was me. Nobody, that was me. Nobody, nobody said that. <laughs> no, that's your, that, that was your, that was your, uh, your girlfriend I put one in. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, moving on, we won't, we're going to the Denver Broncos. They released wide receiver Deshaun Hamilton. Um, kind of like wide receiver four, so not really too big of a name. Um, acquired via trade, they got traded for Russell Wilson. They paid a lot for him, which Ian disagrees with. He went on a rant in our pod, last podcast about it. Um, so go check it out. Um, it's on YouTube. Definitely check it I out. I might do it again. Yeah, he might. Yeah, he's <laughs> close. I better better get off of this <laughs> before he starts going. <laughs> but they also well, signed... Then, well, sorry, sorry. One thing is with Russell Wilson going to the Broncos, you know he actually was like looking, of course, at other teams but it's also insight from Russ that he actually went to like Peyton Manning for like insight of like the organization and everything, and it was actually like Peyton Manning that actually like put him towards to being like signing with the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, he did his research. Uh, I saw uh, he he researched the Broncos really well. He even called Peyton Manning a few times to get some information from him. To see how that area is probably, and just to see how the team in general, general looks like. So that probably was a big decision made decision for him. He saw that there was a good defense, in my opinion. Uh, the, the, that defense is that defense is really good. They still have Bradley Chubb. They still have a pass rush. Um, they may even sign Maul Miller back, which would be huge. 
for they them. Got PS2, you know. Exactly. They got Patrick Sertain the second, and they still have they, that defense can can carry the Russell Wilson if he needs to. Yeah, defense is going to be very good. And uh, the Denver Broncos they also signed D, D lineman DJ Jones <laughs> to a three year thirty million dollar deal. And that just adds to an already uh, defense-heavy team. And moving on to a, to another team, um, we got the Detroit Lions. Um, yeah, Ian, take it away. All right, so the Detroit Lions released uh, edge rusher Trey Flowers. They re-signed um, probably their new starting quarterback, Tim Boyle, TB12. Uh, they re-signed safety Tracy Walker to a three-year, $25 million contract. They re-signed a linebacker, Sean Dion Hamilton and Alex Anz- Anzalone. I'm familiar with him. But, uh, the, the TB12 signing for the Detroit Lions at one year, $2.5 million. Um, in all reality, I think they're going to just ride out Jared Goff the remainder of his contract. Um, but it looks like they're focusing defensive heavy and probably going to draft offense, I would think. Yeah, uh, I think the Lions, they're good. They need, they need some wide receiver help. Um, I know they just re-signed one of their wide receivers. Um, Josh Reynolds. Yep, exactly. And they just, actually, they just need, they just need a really good wide receiver, honestly. Um, and they also just need help on defense as well. Um, that's one of the rebuilding teams. They did kind of become like that, oh, people don't want these guys. They're going to go to the Lions. It kind of became that team. And Dave Campbell, he seems like a really fun coach to be playing for. And I think that team is really playing for him. Um, I think we see a little bit of improvement from the, the Lions this year. But uh, these re-signings, basically, they just want to keep everyone they have. And uh, they're, they're just going to work on things. I I actually really like Campbell as a coach because watching like his post game interviews every single time with like the reporters, he was like so upbeat. He never had his head down. He was like, "Yep, I already know the capability of the guys out there. I know they're trying their hardest. I know it was a hard loss, but we're just gonna get out there next week, gonna keep going." And I'm like, "Wow, all right, this guy's actually motivated. He's actually likes what he does, you know." Yeah, I, uh, one of my friends actually, they, uh, they, I, I literally went. Dan Campbell cried. I mean, that that just showed me. I mean, I, I know some people laughed at him, but that kind of showed like he really did care for the team. You don't see nowadays every coach is crying, like just because they want their team to do good. I feel like he's an emotion. He could. He's an emotional guy, and that just showed that he really cares for the team. And my one of my friends, they were like. Oh no, that makes him less of a man. I mean, we're in twenty twenty two. How does that make him less of a man? I don't think it's being less of a man. I think it just shows that he's passionate. Like he, he you know, he's he's definitely passionate about his team. because um, in all honesty, if you if you would think like of of like a totally different team and you know, their coach you know, the they got rid of the coach because maybe he had his head down. He wasn't confident or anything. The reason why they haven't gotten rid of Campbell yet is probably because they see how passionate he is and how he can actually change the team, you know, with his motivation and knowledge, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well said. Uh, well said. Um, staying in that division, um, the Green Bay Packers, um, they extended Preston Smith, but got rid of his brother. 
Zedarius Smith. <laughs> and honestly, I think I think Zedarius Smith should have it should have been flip flop. I think Zedarius Smith should have stayed, and Preston Smith should have been released. Um, Ian, your thoughts on any all of that? Yeah, so I, I I agree with you. I think Zadarius Smith is the better player. But when they have to figure out a way to pay Vontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, I think that might have played a little bit into it because Zadarius Smith probably would have wanted more like $60, 65000000 million. Um, so I think that's more of a cap issue. But, I mean, Preston Smith is still a good, a good rusher. So... Um, the problem is the defensive side of the ball for the Packers isn't that great. It's okay. I mean, but it's not top 15. It's probably more like top 20. Um, like we talked about on our last podcast, you're going all in on Aaron Rodgers and hopefully Devontae Adams to win you a championship. Yeah. Uh, Julio, uh, uh, they also released um, Bill T- tackle Billy Turner. Um, he they re-signed a big, good re-signing for that defense, linebacker Devondre Campbell, who's really stepped up on the Packers and played played really well. And he was signed to a five-year, fifty million dollar deal. And uh, <laughs> it was funny. I was looking at these re-signings: fifty-two million dollars, fifty million dollars. And then there's comments. And it was like uh, they were like um, they're like it does cap not exist because <laughs> the cat the Packers are still uh, 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 under the cap under the cap like they're in cap they're not they're not a cap hell but they're still over the cap I think I think they're just getting ready for the draft too honestly I don't know who they can really pick up I think yeah I think they're gonna need like somebody on defense maybe like a corner or, or somebody you know but you know, I, I think their offense is pretty solid right now. I think I think they're going to go into the draft to hopefully get somebody on defense. Yeah, this is a very dr- uh, edge rush heavy draft as well. So, I mean, this is not a very good offseason for edge rushers or really offensive linemen. I mean, some of them have picked up already. I mean, but I think that might be why you're kind of seeing like Armstead <laughs> still not signed somewhere because, one, the cost – like if you can get someone, you know, semi decent as a rookie, why pay Armstead? Yeah, it's actually right. I mean, yeah, it's some people also some some players might be longer to uh, do contract negotiations with. They might want a certain That's thing. True. Teams might want a certain thing. They can't pay him as much. He wants more money, and all that stuff can take a couple of days, even. Um, and one thing. It, it, yeah. No, no, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, it, it also, it's, like, goes into, like, you know, um, like, life in general. It's, like, you go into, like, a brand new job. It's, like, is the manager going to take someone experienced um, because, and they want more money, or are they going to take, like, the brand new person, like, right out of college or right out of tech school that they can mold and teach them their ways and, you know, pay them a little bit less money. You know what I mean? You know, same thing. Yeah. And one thing um, we talked about last pod, last, last podcast a little bit, uh, Ian. Um, they still, I, I haven't seen anything on the details of Aaron Rodgers' deal um, because they said four years, but Aaron Rodgers came out and said that that wasn't the deal. But we isn't. Do you think it's kind of weird that we haven't seen the exact official details of that deal? 
Yeah, that I mean, typically within a couple hours it's it's all released. I mean so that's just them they're keeping it a secret for whatever reason. Yeah, it may maybe just because it's maybe even a one year deal that Aaron Rodgers just wants one last ride. Or even even a two year deal that he can void if he wants to as well, if he wants to get traded. Um yeah, I think the Green Bay Packers, um, they're just doing the same thing they've been doing for the last couple of years, trying to see if Aaron Rodgers can get them to the Super Bowl, which he hasn't been able to. He's won MVPs the last two years, um, but he still hasn't gotten them Super Bowl, so that MVP kind of like, I mean, it's it's the MVP. I mean, he played really well. That's really good, but if you can't get your team to the Super Bowl, I mean, in four straight years, you've been to the playoffs and like two out of those four or even three out of those four, you've been to the empty championship game and lost. I mean, that kind of, the morale is probably pretty low for that team. Um, and moving on, we are going to the Houston Texans in the AFC South. And they re-signed tight end Anthony Auclair. They signed Terrence Brooks safety. They released ta- tackle Marcus Cannon. They re-signed their center Justin Britt, who's been a solid safety for them. Um, and they signed guard AJ can for a two-year 10 million dollar deal all right so aj can former jaguar i'm gonna just say like it is he can get off my team he can go he can go to the he can stay in the division that just means we're gonna get sacks on him he's gonna have like we play him twice we're gonna get sacks on him at least for for next year i guarantee it aj can honestly wasn't terrible. I'm speaking as a Jaguar fan, but on he held a lot. Like he's one of the like top ten, top ten or fifteen guards, penalty wise on the offensive line, and he jumps off side like he he false starts all the time. He's constantly afraid of getting beat, so he's constantly jumping early. Um, so like I said, I mean we have Sheriff now. So, you know, AJ Can can go to the Texans and make some money, I guess. Yeah. Um, $5 million a year isn't bad for a guard, though. Like, I mean, that's an underpaid guard, kind of, but have a starter in AJ Can. So, really, they got a deal on AJ Can. Yeah, because uh, guards, are, guards are kind of hard to find. Um we're gonna talk about the Colts in just a second, but like guard, the Quentin Nelson, he became he's probably the best uh, left guard in the league right now, and um, they found him in a draft. I mean, it's not nowadays you find that lineman, that special lineman, in where they got him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And moving on to the Colts, um, Julio, they were, Jack Doyle retired, and they resigned Mo Ali Cox, um. Have you, did you were you able to see Mo Ali Cox play this year? I seen a little bit. I wasn't really focusing so much on the Colts. Um, but how, how did he play though? So, Mo Ali Cox. Um, I'm putting up his stats now. Um, he actually, I, I've uh, some of the primetime games he's been in, and some of the regular games. Um, he's actually been a really solid tight end for them, which is why they resigned him. Um, yeah, he had. Uh, he didn't have, I don't think he had too many yards, 
uh, this season, but he was able to become like kind of like a checkdown spot for Carson Wentz um, in th- this year. Um, he had four touchdowns and 316 yards, which is not much. But I mean, if he, yeah. uh, I think he got injured a little bit this year too. Oh, he was also tight end two behind Doyle. So. Yeah, yeah. For that, for a tight end two to be to step up a little bit, yeah. that, that's been pretty good for him. It really depends on who Indianapolis Colts have at quarterback next year. Um, we still don't know. Yeah, and uh, interesting thing today that happened, um, the Texans actually declined the Colts to be able to talk to Deshaun Watson, and they don't want Deshaun Watson going to the AFC South, which is kind of petty, not to be honest. It's kind of petty because they don't want Deshaun Watson having to play him twice a year. Um, I can imagine the Colts GM office, whether they were virtual or all in the office, like what we're doing right now. And someone there was like, I'm going to play a joke on the text. Y'all want to see me request request a conversation with Deshaun Watson? And they're all kind of sitting around laughing about it because they're like, ain't no way they're going to let us do that. And then he sends the email anyway. And then like two seconds later, it's like denied. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I can just imagine... I can imagine they being so happy because nope, they just press nope button on 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 the Colts. They're like, no, you can't have him. We're training him someone else completely that we don't have to play at all. <laughs> imagine they're just looking at the schedule and be like, oh, we don't play this team. All right, we can take him. He can go there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and moving on to um, Ian's team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They made the most splash out of any team in day one of free agency, <laughs> including yeah. signing my boy Foya Sayalo. Cool. Yeah, so this was a a very, very good first day as a Jaguar fan. Now, I'm going to go into depth a little bit on a couple of these because um, I've been on Jaguar Twitter as well as, like, the whole NFL Twitter, but, like, Jaguar Twitter has been, there's been a lot of praise and there's been a lot of skepticalness, and I kind of want to address the skepticalness on the um, Christian Kirk signing. So a lot of people are thinking he's overpaid. And at first glance, Christian Kirk at three years, $72 million. (laughs) Sound like an overpay. However, the cap hit is not big at all. This year, he'll be playing for a cap hit of only $1.5 million, which is huge because that is, that's a super small number for wide receiver. And then next year, the cap hit is $15 million. So that's also not that big of a number, especially if he proves himself this year as a legit number one receiver. That's part of the issue as well. We don't know if he can be a number one receiver because he's been playing behind D-Hop. He's been wide receiver number three, basically, over there. Um, so we'll see how Christian Kirk does. Uh, the third year is where all the guaranteed like money is. If they release him, there's no dead cap hit. So yep. it was a very team-friendly contract, and a lot of people don't understand it. Because, yes, three years at $72 million was an overpay for Christian Kirk. He's not worth, what is that? That's like $23, $24 million a year, right? He's not worth that much. He's not worth $24 million a year. But it's team-friendly, and he's not making that. He's making $16 million in his first two years. So, And a lot of that's incentives. 
you know, that's not base salary incentives and stuff. So I think the Christian Kirk signing was super good. Um, I'm excited to see Christian Kirk on the team. And there's still the possibility of Allen Robinson or re-signing DJ Chark. So I think that's going to be huge. I think the Jaguars made a lot of great moves today. I mean, they got a, another O-lineman who can protect Trevor Lawrence and Brandon Sheriff, who's a Pro Bowl, le- Pro Bowl guard. And yeah, he's been playing, he pick. played really well. Yeah, he played really well for Washington. And even the lineman, Fatu Saki. Um, sorry, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but yeah, he's been a he was a solid D end. I believe he was on the Jets, and he was a really good uh, tackle for them. And um, uh, real quick, um, there's some news that just popped up uh, for the Chiefs. Fr- Frank Clark reworked his deal so he could stay in Kansas City, and his new deal is two years, twenty nine million dollars, with an upside to thirty six million dollars with incentives and everything. But also oh, more news, more news. The Vikings just released defensive tackle Michael Pierce. Ooh. Yeah, that was one of their big, uh, big guys up in the trenches. And that's, uh, I think, yeah, that's the, I mean, he, I don't think he, I think that's because um, he wasn't playing as well as he could have. Ian, also, how do you feel about the Giants tight end coming to your team? Okay, so I watched Evan Ingram a good bit. I think he's got butterfingers. I think with a good wide receiver coach or a good tight ends coach, they can fix that. But the fact of the matter is he's one of the fastest tight ends in the league. Yeah. So a very solid pickup. I think him and Dan Arnold are going to be a very good tandem. I think on the last episode I was talking about that we needed to get a good tight end. I was preferring Zach Ertz, but then this morning they obviously got the three-year deal over in Arizona. Congratulations to him. So Evan Ingram on a one-year prove-it deal, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a good good signing for me. Just by these signings, I mean, Foyce Lucon, hell of a player for Atlanta, and lead the team in tackles, outperformed Deion Jones last year uh, when Deion Jones had an offseason. I th- um, yeah, and that's just a really good signing. I think he's going to be a good player for Jaguars. And that's Him just, and Miles Jack together is going to be really nice. That's going to be a nice linebacker room. They're both super fast, and they both can really play. Um, I really think the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're making really big moves, and I think we see an improvement next year just by day one, just by these day one signings. I think they, I think they just... They just won them some games. I mean, I, it's too early to tell, but I think these players are good enough to be able to perform. Yeah, this is this is instant. Everything they did was all needs. They didn't they didn't just pick up anybody. They literally picked up each need. We needed help at the wide receiver room, help at the linebacker. We needed a tight end, and we needed some defensive line help. Now we still have the number one pick for an edge rusher. So that defensive line. If we get a Hutchinson, it's going to be scary. <laughs> Aiden Hutchinson already sounds scary with Miles Jack and Josh Allen and Boyce Potential. Yeah, that that team has Jaguars have a lot of potential right now. Um, and hey, um, if if you're uh, yeah, like Ian, you should be uh, super excited. I mean, if you get Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, I think you guys might even make a push at winning, at making the playoffs even. I mean, maybe that's too early right now, but with Trevor Lawrence, if he gets a line and a pass rush and more defensive players, good defensive players, I mean, anything could happen. And now he's got a tight end, so. 
Yeah, and uh, like a and Zay Jones. So we got another wide receiver as well in Zay Jones. So as of right now, the wide receiver room is Christian Kirk, Arvin Jones, Zay Jones, LaVisca Chenault, Jamal Agnew, who is a awesome special teams player. And he's got a couple, like, when he's on a jet sweep, Maul Agnew is super fast. In the tight end room, you've got Ingram, you've got Dan Arnold, who Dan Arnold is a, would be a number one tight end on probably 10-ish teams. Um, so you've got two number one tight ends in a sense. You've got Travis Etienne coming off his injury. They have James Robinson as well. And they have Trevor Lawrence. So I'm super excited for the offensive side of the ball this upcoming year. And the fact that we grabbed a couple defensive players and have the number one pick for a defensive player, I'm super excited. Yeah, and uh, definitely if any Jacksonville Jaguars team or player or somebody listening, well, me and Ian are going to a couple of uh, Jaguar games this year. We're actually going to go pro- probably, yeah, we're going to go to some Jaguar games this year. And it's going to be really fun. Um, so if you guys... Um, want to give us field passes or anything like that? Um, we would be honored. And or a signed helmet. Or yep, exactly. Two signed helmets for I, us or jerseys. Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but now we're moving on to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, they franchise tagged Orlando Brown Jr. Um, and they re-signed fullback Michael Byrne. Not too much, but Julio. Um, these are some small moves, but they help out in the end. I yeah, I think so. Um, honestly, uh, getting getting rid of like the honey badger. Um, I don't know. I like the honey badger on the Chiefs. He was a fast safety. You know, he was like, you know, it, it was like playing Madden Madden nineteen with Troy Polamalu at middle linebacker. It was just like freaking. You can run. You, you seen him run across the field and one right to the other for the tackle or whatever. You know, it was like he was. You know, he was the chief. Like, he was really good at safety. Um, but, yeah, now they got, ju- you know, now they got Justin Field, um, Justin Reed, um, which is, you know, he was really good on the Texans. I like, he was a good safety. He's a, he's a big boy safety, too. He's not small like Tyron. Um, but the Chiefs, you know, <sighs> I don't know. I, I, I have mixed feelings about the Chiefs. You know, yeah, they're, you know, they're a Super Bowl team, but... I just don't know where they really need improvement. Their O-line's really good-ish. I don't know. I feel like Patrick Mahomes has to run a lot around them. But, um, you know, uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe I could see him picking up, like, maybe like a running back or something like that. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I think running back help would help him. And defensive side of the ball. I mean, they need some help on the defense now with the Honey Badger gone. I think Justin Reed was a good pickup, but I, I mean, Tyron Matthew was the heart and soul of the defense, so they're going to have to figure out. Um, they're going to need some help still. Yeah, Frank Clark restructuring that deal to stay with them actually kind of helps them out too. Um, and that O-line just um, is improved a little bit from the Super Bowl, uh, from after the Super Bowl when they, Patrick Holmes couldn't, couldn't even uh, stand in the pocket for his life. <laughs> yeah, um, literally running, running, running out of the pocket for his life. Yeah, like every single play. As soon as the snap started, he had to run to the right or run to the left. It was, it was just insane. But they fixed that a little bit, and uh, they're franchise tagging one of those pieces. 
that they need. Um, and there's still, uh, I, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's, I think they're still working on a deal with Tyree Kill. I don't think they've actually, uh, Ian, have they actually done anything with that yet? I don't have any news on Tyree Kill at the moment. Okay, yeah, no. So they're still working on a Tyree Kill deal, so that probably played into how much he was asking, played into why they didn't keep the Honey Badger, because they probably didn't have the cap space to be able to keep yeah. Honey Badger as well. Um... And now moving on to another team um, in that division, the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, they didn't do too, too, do too much at all. Uh, they released one of the linebackers, Square Littleton. So their whole team basically stayed the same, which is really good uh, because, I mean, hey, they got a team around them. They just got to figure out some defensive players, and they got to, I guess, I think they have to like boost that O-line just a little, little bit more. And I think they have the receivers around them. Yeah, and then uh, you also got, you know, you want to talk about cap space. They literally, you know, you know, got Max Crosby for almost a hundred million dollar deal for four years. Yeah, that guy's a beast. But a hundred million dollars, you know, he's not he's not an Aaron Donald or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, last year he proved he could play as well. Uh, he kind of like that just by judging him by one year. Um, he kind of proved he can play like Aaron. Like I'm not comparing him to Aaron Donald at all because they're two different people entirely. But he was had the most pressures out of. I mentioned this in our previous podcast multiple times. Um, he's had the most pressures out of any rusher all of last season. He had the most pressures, which is in crazy because he got double teamed a lot, and also he only he had some he had only he didn't have really any other pass rushers to help him out. So that's just crazy in itself. And I that's probably why they resigned him for that big of a deal. Because I think if he can improve, he can be one of those top rushers. He's a beast. Yeah, most definitely. Um, in the same division, Los Angeles Chargers. They signed cornerback JC Jackson, former Patriot, to a five year eighty two and a half million dollar deal. They re-signed Mike Williams to a three-year, $60 million deal that we heard about um, a little bit while ago. They signed deed lineman Austin Johnson, and they also signed, which I think is a good pickup, deed lineman Sebastian Joseph Day to a three-year, $24 million. I think Sebastian Joseph Day is a solid D-tackle. He's playing solid his whole career, and they got him for a good deal, too. Yeah, and don't forget they traded for Khalil Mack earlier last week, so they... We, we said a couple weeks ago that the Chargers need to ramp up their defense. Their offense is perfectly fine where it is, and they kept everybody on offense. They didn't really release anybody that I see, and they picked up a very good corner, two good defensive linemen, um, and a good edge rusher. So the Chargers are going to be set next year. Yeah, the, honestly, the funny thing is, it's like when we were with the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, and Ian was saying, oh, you know, they can take that old lineman. They can take that. I, I can't say that with J.C. Jackson. I kind of wanted him to stay on the Patriots. I, I can't I can't say, I don't have anything bad to say to be like, oh, yeah, Chargers can have him. I loved him on the uh, on the Patriots. You know, he was he was the second interception leader in, you know, you know, in the whole entire league, which, you know, just under Trayvon Diggs, I think with only like two interceptions less, two or three. Um, you know that he was just he, he he was a star on the Patriots. He always came up with clutch plays. Um, 
you know, I, I honestly, I feel like just looking from JC Jackson, he was like, he's, he actually played a lot better than what Stefan Gilmore did, you know? Yeah, and JC Jackson is such a huge pickup for this Chargers team, who their main issue and why they didn't make the playoffs is their defense. Um, and especially that interior lineman, um, they kind of, kind of maybe just uh, fixed it a little bit just with those lead lineman signings. I mean, um, we'll see next year, this year, upcoming season. But that cornerback, JC Jackson, um, he's a good player, and it's it's surprising that the Patriots actually let him go. I know Bill Belichick doesn't like to pay too much for his players, and he probably has a plan set for that cornerback's position, but. He just really he released Stefan Gilmore too, and he didn't play well this year. He played okay, um, but J.C. Jackson was completely different. Uh, like Julio said, second um, second in, interception in, uh, interceptions with I believe eleven, and that's just crazy to me. And I think the Chargers are just gonna be even better. Um, Ian, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, don't they still have Casey Hayward? Yes. Yeah, so that cornerback room just improves a little bit. Um, Ian, why don't you take us to the Rams? All right, so the Los Angeles Rams, um, they they made a couple moves <coughs> to their offensive line. They re-signed Joseph Noteboom to a three or forty million dollar deal, and they re-signed Brian Allen, the center, for a three or twenty four million dollar deal. Um, very good moves for them. They didn't sign anybody new, but of course the Rams a little bit of cap issues. So I don't know if they make many more moves. We all know they don't have any first round picks for the next like three years. So um, they got a draft well in the second, third, and fourth round. Yeah, they they're, they're in kind of a situation right now if they want to if they want to improve because. Those first round picks are gonna eat at them. Not now, but they're gonna eat in a couple years. They're gonna eat at them hard, and they're gonna be a rebuilding team soon. And uh, they won't be able to really do much. And yeah, I think the Rams—they're a Super Bowl contender again this year. Um, I'm not surprised if they make it back because um, they brought—they're gonna bring almost everyone back, um, maybe except for Von Miller and OBJ. But I think they do re-sign OBJ to somewhat of deal because I think he does want to come back. Um, yeah. I was just gonna move us on to the Dolphins if you're done. Oh yeah, yep. <laughs> it, okay, um, we get it. We won the Super Bowl. They're good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the Dolphins probably made if the Jaguars made the most noise, the Dolphins made the second most noise. the The Chargers signed the biggest players. Jaguars probably spent kind of the most money. The Dolphins, though, they signed the most. Um, so they franchise tagged Mike Gesicki. A lot of Dolphin fans aren't really happy about it because he's not a very good blocking tight end. But he is a very good receiving tight end. But that was good. I personally wanted Mike Gesicki. He was my number one option like before the offseason even started. <laughs> Mike Kosicki, and then Zacharitz was number two for me. Then it was CJ Uzama for now he's a Jet, but um, then fourth would have been. I didn't really actually ever think of Evan Ingram, to be honest. I didn't know the name was even a free agent, but um, I'm so happy with the pickup. 
So then they signed edge rusher Emmanuel Agba to a four-year, $65 million deal. Signed running back Chase Edmonds to a two-year, $12.6 million deal. They signed wide receiver Cedric Wilson to a three-year, $22.8 million deal. They signed QB Teddy Bridgewater to a one-year, $6.5 million deal. They re-signed backup quarterback Chris Streveler to a one-year, to-be-determined money amount. Then they signed cornerback Keon Crozen to a three-year, $10.5 million deal. Yeah, um, uh, real quick, uh, we just got some news. Um, it's going to be, I guess, um, if, you, if uh, Julio Julio's team, the Patriots, they just re-signed yeah. kicker Nick Folk to a two-year, $5 million um, extension. That includes $2.19 million guaranteed. Um, yeah, I like that. I love Nick Folk. Um, you know, yeah, once, you know, Steven Koskowski left and once we got Nick Folk he was um he he became like one with the team. Um but yeah we'll we'll get to the Patriots a little bit later. No way. We also have the the details of the Jaguars guard Brandon Scherf are finally announced. It's a three year forty nine point five million dollar deal with thirty million fully guaranteed and thirty three million in the first two years. So basically, like we were saying earlier about AJ Can being at five million a year, a good guard is is worth. I can't do the math off the top of my head. Three year, forty, fifty, basically fifty million. So a little over, what seventeen million, something yeah, like that. Like 17, yeah, something, something like that. So that's that was a big spend for the Jaguars, and actually, I just seen a tweet. When I clicked on this and I was looking at the comments, the last time the Jaguars spent money like this, 2017, and they made the AFC Championship. So I'm not saying that's going to happen again, but it's really good as a Jaguar fan to look at that. One of the interesting things that um, the Dolphins did was sign quarterback Teddy Bridgewater um, as their backup quarterback. Pretty sure he's going to be their backup quarterback, at least QB two. Um, yeah. This goes to show that they have a kind of kind of B plan if Tua doesn't work out as well as they hope. Um, Mike Kaziki, that that signing I liked. Um, he proved to be a really really good tight end for them that last year. And uh, Teddy Bridgewater, um, he might even start a game if Tua doesn't play very well at all. Um, yeah, this is Tua's prove it deal. So we're going to see if Tua stays with the Dolphins or he doesn't, and then they're going to have to work with Teddy Bridgewater if it doesn't work out. I like what they did there with the wide receiver room, picking up Cedric Wilson. Um, so, I mean, got Jalen Waddle. He, he had a good rookie year. I mean, he, he didn't blow it all like Mark Chase did, but he was kind of overshadowed by that. But Jalen Waddle had a good year considering – who uh, was the one throwing him the ball. So I like that they picked up Chase Edmonds for their running back room. So now they have a decent running game as well. Um, so we should see Tua take some good strides this year, I think. Yeah, uh, Julio, any, uh, these Dolphins made a hell of a lot of moves. 
Um, is there anything particular you really wanted to talk about or you would really like? I actually really, like, I agree with Ian. I really like the Cedric Wilson, um, you know, trade only in deal because, you know, when he, you know, him, when he was on, you know, on the Cowboys, he was pretty decent on the Cowboys. Like, honestly, he, you know, he had some games, he was like, you know, if you pull up the stats, you know, he had, you know, everyone has their ons and offs, but honestly, like, he had some games, it was five receptions, 130 yards. You know, it was just like, I think the Dolphins really needed that. I think, you know, Tua really needs someone else to throw to other than, you know, speedy boy Jalen Waddle. you know. So I think having Mike Jasicki and Cedric Wilson is going to be, like, some key features for Tua to throw to. Yeah, to add on to that, Cedric Wilson was as good as he was being a wide receiver number four. Yeah. I mean, so the fact that he was able to get touches as a wide receiver for when you're overshadowed by CD Lamb, Amari Cooper, um, Michael Gallup, and then you have Tony Pollard and Zeke, and you have Schultz. Like it was just like they had so much talent on that team. Um, so I definitely like that Cedric Wilson's going to get a bigger role. But I think that's super awesome for Tua to. Uh, be able to throw him the ball. And then we kind of, I said it, but Emmanuel Ogba was a really good signing for them on the edge. Yeah, we weren't even sure if they were going to um, sign him or not. Uh, he was reported to being released. We talked about that last podcast. Uh, but they resigned yeah. him, and um, hey, he's a really good pass rusher, and they're going to use him well. I really think that um, through, through the games that I watched with Dolphins, um, he, he, was, he was a really good pass rusher, and he's going to help that team a lot. Um, moving on to the Minnesota Vikings, um, they extended QB Kirk Cousins to a one-year, thirty-five million dollar deal. So he's getting all that guaranteed, <laughs> which is which is something some people probably wouldn't do. But I think it. I think I think that's what you have to do. I mean, if you're not trading for a quarterback, if you don't, I don't even think you need to trade for a quarterback right now, uh, unless Kirk Cousins shows he can't play. But he's shown he can't play. He, um, I talked about last podcast. Um, he only had a certain, uh, he had a low amount of interceptions and had like thirty-seven touchdowns. And he was just, he was really safe with the football. I mean, you have to have a whole team around you to make the playoffs, and unfortunately, they didn't when they were probably supposed to make it with that team around them. But they, unfortunately, they didn't. And I think uh, Kirk Cousins get a lot, gets a lot of slack from a lot of people. And they also signed D lineman Harrison Phillips, and Ian just uh, saw, uh, told us some breaking news that they released one of their D linemen. So that's probably why. Yeah, I uh, I agree. Kirk Cousins might not be a top ten quarterback, but he's one hundred percent in between the ten and twenty mark. And that, to me, honestly, he's probably more in the ten to fifteen mark. If I'm being honest, over thirty touchdowns. I said it last week. Russell Wilson had has less touchdowns a year than Kirk Cousins have has, and Kirk Cousins has they have similar weapons. Um, I'll I'll give it to him. The running back room for Minnesota is better. The O line's better. Justin Jefferson's better than DK. Adam Thielen I don't think's better than Tyler Lockett. Um, so 
I don't know. I think Kirk Cousins definitely gets too much of the blame when the defense allows, you know, the defense allowed the Lions to beat him last year. So, and they literally were built to be a good defensive team, right? Um, the Lions won their first game against the Vikings, and Vikings scored twenty-seven points. If an offense can score twenty-seven points, the loss isn't. It can be on the offense, but most time, if you can score 27 points on offense, the defense needs to step up and prevent them from scoring 26, you know? Yeah, and one of the weird things about that game, the offense wasn't uh, wasn't explosive. We thought, a lot of people thought that Vikings offense was going to be explosive this year, and it just wasn't. And it was, and it just, it just all crumbled down to them not making the playoffs, them firing Mike Zimmer. He did all he could, but at the end of the day, he didn't do enough. Um, oh, Julio, um, what do you think about Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins, I think he's a like like Ian said, ten to fifteen quarterback. Um, if you want to compare him to like Russell Wilson, I'll probably take you know, I'll probably take Kirk Cousins over Russell Wilson. I don't know. I just feel like I see more of a like a veteran out of Kirk Cousins than Russell Wilson. Um, but just the Minnesota Vikings in general, I love that pickup from Harrison uh, Harrison Phillips from the from the Buffalo Bills. You know, I think it was a really uh, a decent pickup. You know, yeah, they went down because um, Ian, you said that the Vikings released a D tackle already, right? Yeah, just a so bit. I think picking up Harrison Phillips, giving him less money than what he who whoever they you know uh, released is a uh, is a good pickup. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the Vikings are an up and coming team. Um, I would love to see them, you know, perform like a lot more, especially young Justin Jefferson, you know? Yeah. Um, that team should be making some, should be making strides next year. If they don't, I think if that offense doesn't do anything, I think Kirk Cousins is going to be gone and they kind of messed up a little bit, but they're going to realize that if, if it is, uh, Kirk Cousins could play extremely well and they make the playoffs. Um, that's literally the point where they're at. They have either they make the playoffs or they don't. That's yeah. where they're at at this point. They're getting an offensive minded head coach in O'Donnell. So O'Connell, um, and offensive coordinator. So this is definitely a, the, the year for the Vikings. Yeah. Um, moving on to uh, Julio's team, the New England Patriots. They released their linebacker, Kyle Van Noy. They re-signed quarterback Brian Hoyer to a two-year, $4 million deal. They re-signed a guard, James Ferentz. They re-signed safety, Devin McCourty, to a one-year, $9 million deal. And re-signed wide receiver Matthew Slater to a one-year, over $2.5 million deal. Julio? thoughts yeah um you know i love what they did you know i love how they kept devin mccourty um obviously we lost jason mccourty i think last year we lost him to the uh to the dolphins um but me personally uh, you know as a patriots fan it's just you know I, i i just love watching them um you know you got you know your target, you got Mac Jones. Mac Jones, first year making the playoffs, you know, losing to the Bills, which I, I kind of had a feeling was going to happen. Protesh and I, we were like, uh, I, I was trying to convince him that they were going to win, 
But, you know, he, he was like, no, no, they're not going to win. Were they playing Buffalo? Yeah, they're not going to win. But um, they got absolutely blown out. Absolutely blown out. Um, I kind of... Uh, <laughs> We were texting back. We were kind of texting back and forth, like, "Oh my God, Mac Jones touchdown!" And then it just went downhill from there. Um, you know, it was like, it, it, you know, being a Patriots fan is like has its on and off days, like any other team. But um, you know, I, I, I just, I just the, the one thing I do hope for is uh, I'm excited for is what Bill Belichick's going to do with that open corner spot, though. That's what I'm excited for. Yeah, um, to, be, to be fair, though, no one really expected the Patriots to move past the wild card if they didn't make the playoffs. And you guys made the playoffs. That's huge with a rookie quarterback. Bill Belichick yeah. is a really good coach, and um, he's kind of he's kind of proven that um, um, if some people thought that Brady was making him, no, both of them were helping each other out, and that's why they work so well, because they both were great at their, at their coach position and at quarterback. And that's why the relationship worked well. And you see now, Mac Jones, he's a rookie quarterback, and he made the playoffs his first year. I mean, that's all. That's good enough. I mean, the Patriots fan base should be happy right now with what they've done in their first year. And on, and honestly, from the, from the get go, you know, uh, from week one to five, um, everyone was saying, you know, Mac Jones isn't throwing to the tight ends. Mac Jones isn't throwing to the tight ends. And then, you know, it, it was said in in uh, in practice that. Bill Belichick was super heavy on Mac Jones training with the tight ends more than like the wide receivers. And then you actually just seen Hunter Henry stats just blow up after that, you know, especially picking up Hunter Henry, you know, taking, you know, from the chargers, you know, you know, now Mac Jones is just going to learn from here, you know? Yeah. Ian, um, any thoughts on the Patriots? Yeah, the one curious thing, I mean, obviously, I understand why they didn't keep J.C. Jackson. You know, his cap hit just a little too high. And the way their defense is set up, he wasn't... The defense is still going to be good without J.C. Jackson. Yeah, we still got Jalen Mills, you know. Yeah, the whole team's still good. Um, the only other one that I was a little curious about was when they released Kyle Van Noy. I thought he was a solid linebacker. I guess maybe he was wanting too much money. Yeah, I, Kyle Van Noy is a really good linebacker. I I expected them to keep him. Um, it's just weird because I think Bel- Belichick's plan is so weird that he gets rid of these good players and then they just end up not doing good on other teams. It's kind of like a Bill Belichick effect. If you go to the Patriots, they do good. If they don't, hey, they're not going to play as well. It's weird in that scenario. I honestly thought they were going to franchise tag Kyle Van Noy, honestly. You know? They not use their, They didn't use their franchise tag. No, they haven't yet. Yeah. I think it's too late now. Oh, yeah, maybe. Oh, well, actually, yeah, it was I don't... like last Tuesday at 4 p.m. or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's weird they didn't. Well, I don't think they have anyone on defense they could really um, franchise tag. Well, I feel like the only person they really could franchise tag is Matthew Slater, you know, but. But he's not going to. He's not. He's, he, they just signed him to a cheap deal. Yeah. Yeah, because I was going to say the franchise tag would have paid him like 15 mil or something like that. Like, yeah. Franchise tag on a wide receiver is like really expensive. Yeah, 
And uh, moving on, um, the New Orleans Saints did actually didn't do anything. Uh, they didn't do too much. Um, we talked about if they did anything, um, any news on the Saints. Definitely check out our previous podcast. Um, I don't think if you guys have anything to talk about the Saints, uh, definitely go ahead. But um, nothing too too big. Um, if you guys want to see anything Saints related, I think we talked about it um, in all our podcasts actually. So definitely go check yeah, those out. The only thing about the Saints was Deshaun Watson met with the Saints and the Panthers today. Um, so obviously he can't make the decision where he goes, but he does have a no trade clause. So he literally pretty much gets to pick where he goes. Yeah. Um I I really think uh I really think that uh I really think that Steelers honestly should have should have signed Deshaun Watson, but uh, they actually came out and said they didn't want to, and now they signed Mitchell Trubisky. And I'm ha- I'm actually really happy for Mitchell Trubisky. Um, we'll talk yeah, about this when we get to the Steelers, but uh, yeah, I'm really happy for Mitchell Trubisky. Um, yeah. Um, and will you anything on the Saints? Even... No, I got really no comment on the Saints. They didn't. They didn't really. They didn't do anything yet. Um, you know, but who who's gonna have they decided who's gonna be their starter? Quarterback is it Ian Book? No, they haven't no, they decided haven't, anything yet. They haven't announced it. Okay, yeah, but I'm 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 kind of ready to see how the Saints are going to go with it. You know, um, who they're actually going to start. Um, but brand new head coach too. Yeah, yeah, I think they're I think they're ready to start. You know, rebuilding. Um, you know, hopefully, you know they they got a decent wide receiver core, ish. <laughs> you know, got slant God. But um, I think that's really much. That's that's as much as they have. But I think I think they got some time to like start thinking of like what they're what they're actually going to do, who they're going to start now. Yeah, and uh, we're just going to go ahead and move on. We're going to the New York Giants. They re-signed wide receiver C.J. Board, and they also re-signed Matt Gono tackle and uh, guard Mark Glowinski to a three-year, twenty million dollar deal. And they also signed another guard in John Feliciano. Um, and their line wasn't great, um, so this just helps a little bit because that's literally three linemen right there. Two they resign and one new new guy. And if Daniel Jones gets much protection, gets protection, I mean, hey, we'll see how he does. This is his proven year again, just like Tua. This is Daniel Jones' proven year. Yeah, um, I'm really curious to see how that offense is going to look under DeBall. Um and like you said, they, they are going kind of heavy signing offensive linemen. Daniel Jones's big issue is he fumbles the ball. So if they can fix the offensive line, they kind of help Daniel Jones in a good way because if they can protect his blind side, he won't fumble as much. I know I was talking with my girlfriend's dad today. Um, he was asking me about what I felt about the Jaguar news and stuff, but... He texted me, his exact words were, um, with all the moves the Jaguars made today, so the rumor now is Aiden Hutchinson, defensive end, is going to be number one. So Giants fans right now are really hoping that somehow a offensive tackle falls down to number five. I doubt Evan Neal's going to be available at number five. 
But if, you know, the Lions just got done, last year they drafted a, a lineman and um, keep wanting to say Werfs, but it's not Werfs. It's uh, Penny Sewell two years ago, sorry. Um, so I doubt they go offensive line. I think they go edge as well. You have the Texans. Who knows what the Texans are going to do? They need so much help everywhere. Like, why draft a lineman if you have no quarterback to protect? So, who knows? They might just go with a corner or an, another edge rusher. Um, but they could all obviously go offensive line. And then the Jets are the next team up. So. Yeah, before we head to the Jets, uh, we just got some news that a former Chiefs cornerback, Charvarius Ward, he just signed a three-year deal worth up to $42 million, including 26 almost $27 million guaranteed with the San Francisco 49ers. Ooh. And Traverius Ward, he played well this year. Um, and that just adds to an already amazing defense in San Francisco 49ers. I mean, that team looks scary from a defensive standpoint. Yeah, I, I love that pickup. That's very good. I don't know about money wise, but this it's huge for them. Yeah, just that. I mean, it's like kind of overkill on that defense because you got so many good players on defense, even at depth positions too. Um, yeah. Um, go ahead, go ahead, Ian. You were talking about the Jets. Oh, no, I I was kind of still talking on the Giants, but the Jets are the next pick at four. Um, maybe they're three and Texans are four. I can't remember exactly what it is, but they the Jets just just went kind of heavy at the guard position today. So there's a chance that the Giants get a tackle at number five in the draft next year or this upcoming year. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I don't know if they draft a lineman, um, a lineman, but they, um, they. I think they actually go defense. I think they get either a pass rusher or even a corner linebacker. Um, yeah, and uh, thank you, Asian, for the sub at tier one. Let's um, go. Let's go. But yeah, um, Julio, you want to take us to the Jets? Yeah. Um, so what we got here for the Jets, uh, Jets are re-signing Tevin Coleman. Um, they didn't, I don't, I don't know if you guys have it on your list on how much, but on my list, I don't, I don't see. Uh, oh, the they amount. just announced it. Let me, um, literally just announced it a couple minutes ago. Let me see. Evan Coleman's deal is for one year and one point five million dollars, with six hundred fifty k guaranteed and two point three million with incentives. Okay, um, one and a half million is not bad. Yeah, no, not not yeah. for Tevin Coleman. Yeah, no, that's um, not bad. They also um, re-signing uh, Braxton Barros on a two-year, twelve million dollar contract. Decent, decent wide receiver. Yeah, I really like that pickup as well. He he was very good in fantasy. Yeah. Um. Then they also signed former or previous Bengals player CJ Uzma, um, signing a three-year deal worth twenty-four million dollars. I think that's a really good pickup. Um. I think the Jets actually needed a um like a decent tight end. Um. Then they also picked up. Some O linemen. Oh, um, they picked up a tackle, Connor McDermott, for a one-year contract. Uh, they, ta- they picked up a guard, uh, Lack and Tomlinson, 
signing a three-year, uh, $40 million deal. There goes another decent, uh, you know, a decent old lineman that's getting paid pretty good. Um, then they're also re-signing uh, LaMarcus Joyner for a one-year contract as well, you know? Yeah, they, 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 they like Ian was saying, that Braxton Berrios thing is really good. He was a solid receiver this year, especially in fantasy um, and even on the field, too. Um, and that's going to add some needed uh, wide receiver help with Corey Davis as well. And they have Braxton Berrios, too. Um, Tim Coleman, I think he's just a, another, like, they just need a running back. So they're just giving him another chance. Um, and to bring up a hypothetical... Yeah, CJ Uzuma is an amazing tight end, Very and I'm surprised up. the Bengals let him go. Like I'm, I, I, I he's a big part of their offense. He was, and I'm pretty sure that was to sign more linemen for Joe Burrow. Um, and I think that's a really, really good, really good pickup. I think Zach Wilson's gonna have a lot of weapons, and uh, I'm, br- I'm gonna bring up a hypothetical question. Um, so, who do you guys think is the worst defense in the league? Worst defense in the league. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna add a question onto that, but just let me know who who you think is the worst defense. Ooh, my heart wants to say the Jaguars. <laughs> Honestly, from... I, I, I wanted to say that, but you're in here, so I was like, I'll pick another. <laughs> I think I would think it's either the Texans or the Jaguars. I think I, I I think it's the Texans, honestly, if I'm being honest. Um, but it brings me to a point. Oh, yeah. Let me ahead. just say the Jaguars had a couple games this year, or last year, where they looked really freaking good against the Colts, against the Bills. They looked looked like a competent team against those. So, like, that's the only reason I was like a little hesitant to say the Jaguars because those two games probably like with the stats a little bit when you only allow six points to the top five offense in the league the bills and then you hold the colts which should have made the playoffs so i would go texans actually okay so uh who do you agree texans i agree texans yeah so bring it to point um this might be a little funny it is gonna be funny <laughs> so do you think they would be able to defend against the world's largest cookie Wait, wait, is it is this a comment in uh is this a <laughs> this is a comment. Yeah, is this like a question? It's kind of a hypothetical cuz like if I guess I could word it to where um would they be able to eat a giant the world's largest cookie? I mean, like they just lost feet? Justin Reed. So <laughs> their best defensive player is gone, so probably not. Like are you saying like are they going against the cookie or do yeah. they have to eat the cookie? They're going against the world's biggest cookie. Hang on, let me look up what the world's biggest cookie is. I don't think it's too big, but if if it's like also we could compare it to like uh, as big as a building even if we had like to. a stadium? Yeah, even as a, not a stadium cuz then they couldn't really tackle oh, the cookie. Wait, wait, what's the biggest cookie? 1000 pounds? <laughs> was 101 foot in diameter oh my god yeah that that cookie no way the texans beat that <laughs> no 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 they don't, you it, don't is it a chocolate chip cookie though yes it was a chocolate chip oh yeah no it's over it's over no way <laughs> you're welcome you're welcome um asian <laughs> he's dying laughing 
Um, but yeah, no. Um, I think the Texans' their defense is so bad that even a giant cookie, I don't think they go against unless they ate it. Um, but now we get. Well, unless they had a glass of milk to pour on it to make it soft. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that too. And you think uh, all three of us could eat the world's largest cookie? I don't know about that. We'd have to have yeah. more people. You think? Yeah. Do you think me alone? Two months. Maybe us and the Texans defense. Yeah. Yeah, that might actually. Yeah, I think. Okay. I'm, I'm interested now to actually see that cookie. <laughs> um. Yeah. But moving on. Um. To the Philadelphia Eagles, they signed Ed. Oh, Wait, what just happened? Man, I just I just got bamboozled. Oh, okay. Man, I I, I <laughs> Ian Rappaport popped up and it had like a little check mark, but it's not a check mark, it's just a random emoji that looks like a check mark. And it mm-hmm. says the Ravens and Tyran Matthew reached an agreement on a four year sixty two million dollar deal. But it's fake. It's not. Aw, oh, damn. That's why I was like, what the heck? That not way that just happened. That would have been huge. <laughs> That would have been pretty good for the Ravens. Yeah, that would have been... Oh, my God, yeah. Um, and, uh, But Philadelphia Eagles, they signed edge rusher. I think this is a really... Uh, Hassan Reddick to a three-year, $45 million deal. Um, he, I think the Cardinals, I think they need help. They got rid of Chandler Jones, and now they lost Hassan Reddick. Um, this is a big pickup, obviously, for the Eagles. They're building up that defense. Um... And this is just a really good pickup. It's day one of free agency, and they could pick up a lot more. Wait, wasn't Hassan Reddick on the on the Panthers? Oh no, he was on the Panthers. My bad. Yeah, my bad. I think he did play for. Did he play for the Cardinals? Correct me if I'm wrong. He was drafted by the Cardinals. Okay. Yeah, yeah, first team Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Any guys' thoughts on the Eagles? I have a feeling that they're going to be trading Gardner Minshew. That's your favorite boy. No. They could trade him to the Colts, and then what do I do then? Ooh. No. Hey, you get, a, you get, you get yourself a Colts my, jersey. <laughs> but I can't wear my Gardner Minshew <laughs> yeah. jersey to a Jaguar game against him. Yeah, good point. <laughs> oh, my God. They also, they also you know, uh, kept uh, Jason Kelsey, too. You know, as your as your veteran center, anyway. Yeah, uh, that was that's been really good for them. Uh, I think he, uh, yeah, no, I think he might retire soon, so um, they won't have him for too much longer. Um, he's getting also, older. Also, teams are very interested in Fletcher Cox. Yeah, There's a no, lot, a big D tackle, and he's yeah. getting older and older. Yeah, yeah, thirty-one years old right now. Um, the latest teams are. The Steelers, Bills, Chargers. Maybe the Chargers have slowed down. This was two two days ago. Um, the Chargers might not be interested now that they just spent all this money. Uh, Steelers, Bills, Chargers interested in Eagles. Uh, star Fletcher Cox. Yeah. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers made some moves and they found they uh, they found their starting quarterback in Pittsburgh in quarterback Mitchell Trubisky. To a two-year, $14.2 million contract. And let me just say this. Mitchell Trubisky, I'm super happy for him. Because I think Mitchell Trubisky got so much slack for being on that Bears team. And he played well in that wild card game. 
for where he threw a perfect post route to wide receiver and he dropped it in the end zone, which would have changed that momentum of the game and probably they could have even won that game. And people are going hard. I, I think this is a really good pickup for Steelers. I think Mike Tomlin will be able to use him well. I think Mitch Trubisky isn't a horrible quarterback. I think he deserves to start somewhere that needs a quarterback. They also signed, uh, re-signed cornerback Arthur Mollett to a two-year deal. They re-signed tackle Tukuma Okafor, who's been a really good, who's, who was a really good tackle for them last year. Three years, $29 million. And they signed center Mason Cole to a three-year, 15 almost $60 million deal. Yeah, I think those are very good pickups for the Steelers. I personally, I'm with you. Richard Trubisky <laughs> hasn't played very well for the Bears. But a lot of that's due to coaching. And I think Mitchell Trubisky, this is a perfect opportunity. He's on a playoff caliber team now. And Mitchell Trubisky, in my opinion, will play better than Big Ben did last year. Um, and his contract's very, very team-friendly. But it's also Mitchell Trubisky-friendly because there's incentives that go up to, like, $28 million a year if he, like, performs well. I fully expect him to play um, to play well. Julio, your thoughts on Mitch Trubisky? Well, I got a question for you guys. Okay. Do you think Mitch Trubisky is very similar to um, you know, well, his ex um, partner Josh Allen? Uh, I don't know. Tough if, to see. I know he has a he does have a kind of an arm, but not as big as arm as Josh Allen. I think. He's a kind of a different style. I think it's more of a pocket passer than just go out of the pocket and throw it. I think it's more of that pocket passer, but he's agile enough to get out of the pocket. I think he can make some really accurate throws if he gets time in that pocket. Yeah, I like I said, I'm I'm a I'm glad he's getting the opportunity. I agree. <laughs> I think you've learned a good bit from Josh Allen. I think he's going to be a better quarterback than he has been. Um but Josh Allen has a bigger arm to me, and Josh Allen isn't afraid to hurdle to get a hit. Yeah, yeah, and that's my only difference between them. Yeah, I guess a good comparison for Mitchell Trubisky is kind of like Daniel Jones a little bit. But I think he's got way more potential. Yeah, for sure. Um, moon on, we talked about Trevor Ward just going to the 49ers very recently, and uh, they, other than that, um, I think we talked about them uh, a couple podcasts ago, um, but they haven't really done. They have didn't do much today in free agency. Um, definitely, probably will change this week. We'll see. Um, any guys, any thoughts on the 49ers before we move on to the Seahawks? Well, other than um, them just grabbing uh, Traverius Ward. Yeah, that, that's a good pickup. Really and good pickup. and do you guys think that? Um, what do you think is going to happen with Jimmy G? Do you think Trey Lance is going to be actually starting for this year? Yeah. Um. I. I, I want. I need. To. I need Trey Lance to start this year. With the way he played in that playoff game and that that, that last drive, I think that just sealed the deal for Jimmy G. Um. I could see. I honestly see him going to the Colts. Maybe yeah, the Colts not are like soon. Number one right now. But maybe even at the beginning of the season, like uh, July, even. And, I, I think Jimmy G goes to the Colts as well. Yeah. Um, 
it's hard to defend Jimmy G when he does stuff like that row at to lose him the playoff game. Um, it's hard to defend him, but um, other than that, he did play well, decent, at least, um, in the playoffs. Um, he didn't, at least his defense carried him. We all know that. Because oh, yeah. um, that defense was amazing. Um, and moving on to the, the Seattle Seahawks, um, we talked about it last week a lot. Um, Ian talked about it uh, too um, last week. Um, they acquired QB Drew Locke with the trade for Russell Wilson. They acquired Noah Fant, who's a really good tight end. I really have high praise for him. Noah Fant is a fast tight end, and he can catch the ball very well. And they also got a really good D lineman in Shelby Harris. The only thing is, is that they released their all-pro Bobby Wagner. And there's a little bit of drama between that because Bobby Wagner went out on Twitter and said that they didn't even notify him. And yeah. he was he was a little upset. He was um, he said that um, he's been with them for his whole career and they he only knows from he got the notification from online. Like he didn't they didn't even mess, they didn't even notify him. That is rough. Yeah, I guess it's a business, but to have a player that's an all pro, multiple to all pro and multiple pro bowl, eight time pro bowler even, and to not even tell him he's getting released. Um, but also they resigned uh, their good, a good safety in Quandre Diggs recently to a three year forty million dollar deal. They resigned another D lineman, a D lineman Al Woods to a two year nine million dollar deal. They resigned tight end Will Disley to a three year twenty four million dollar deal, and they resigned. Sydney Jones to a one-year, three and a half, a little over that um, million-dollar deal. You know, it'd be you know speaking about Bobby Wagner, it'd be really nice if the Patriots picked him up. I could see really him going there. You guys have cap space. You guys have a lot of cap space. And getting rid of you know Kyle Van Noy, one linebacker gone. You know, Bobby Wagner came over. I think I'd be a pretty happy Patriots fan there. Yeah, Bud Wagner still has some years left in him, and um, I, I th- he goes to he's gonna go to a linebacker needy team, and that's he's there he's automatically gonna improve that team a little bit. Yeah, and uh, Will Disley also um, he was solid last year, um, yeah, was, solid for them. Was, oh, yeah. Um, and also at safety Quandre Diggs, he's played really well for them. That was a good draft pickup for the Seahawks. Do you guys think Drew Locke is a good fit for the Seahawks? I think they try to find another quarterback, but if they have to, they will start Drew Locke. I don't know. I'd start Geno Smith over Drew Locke. Same. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely would. Yeah, because Geno Smith showed he can win games. I mean, these some of those games, he actually had a chance to win. It was just unfortunate things happened. Um, but they do have they did they do have weapons for him, Geno Smith, if they do start him. Um, there's some yeah. other quarterbacks that uh, they could pick up, but um, we still have a long way away from the season, so I will definitely see more on that. Um, Ian, any any last thoughts on uh, the Seahawks? Seahawks. Yeah, they <laughs> robbed the Broncos of all their draft picks, <laughs> and that's going to be big for this year as well because they have. I like their Sydney Jones pickup. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't, like a, I don't know. yeah. Um, they're they're in a rebuilding. We said that last week in our last podcast. 
Um, they're in a rebuilding stage, and this just helps with all the picks they got for Russell Wilson. They got a steal of a deal with all those picks. They're, they're, that's some really good picks that the Seattle got. And that just helps them, even if they want to court, draft a quarterback this year. Um, I don't yeah. see him drafting a quarterback this year, but anything's possible. Either. Hold on. I think I think they let Geno Smith run it, or no, or if they they might let um, Drew Locke <coughs> lead it. But I think they uh, hold out one more year. Yeah, and moving on, uh, Julio. Any thoughts on the Seahawks? No, I'm just excited to see how they're actually with all the trades and everything that they're doing and, you know, ba- getting a bunch of Broncos players now. I'm I'm excited to see what they're actually going to do with it, though. I think they're going to be able to build a solid team for a rookie quarterback in 2023. And it's going to be kind of – I'm not going to say because Bill Belichick's a way better coach than Pete Carroll, but it's going to be a similar situation where the Patriots had a good team for a rookie quarterback to go into. And I think that that Seattle has a has the potential to do that in 2023. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And uh, the next team we're going on to is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Tom Brady's back. Talked about <laughs> it last week. So definitely, they're um, they're trying to. Uh, they they basically got their whole team back. They franchise tag Chris Godwin, which is huge because they'll have that tandem back. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin for Tom Brady. Um, they re-signed center Ryan Jensen, boost that outline for Tom Brady, three years, $39 million. And then they just re-signed quarter, cornerback Carlton Davis for three years and $44.5 million. like the pickup. I like keeping Carlton Davis. I love the franchise tag, even though he's hurt. I definitely agree you needed to franchise tag him. And then I like that once Tom Brady came back, like a few minutes later, we got the notification, Ryan Jensen signing a deal. So Tom Brady's going to be protected. And now we just got to see how they draft. Yeah, I'm interested to see how they draft. I don't think they they probably just go someone who can be a good depth, who has good depth for that team. Yeah. Um, You've seen last year they got decimated with cornerback injuries. Yeah, they so... did. So we'll see. I'm curious to see now that they spent some money on a corner, what they end up doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, moving on to the Tennessee Titans, they did a lot of stuff. Um, they re-signed their edge, Harold Landry, third to five years, eighty-seven and a half million dollars. Um, before I go on with all the other signings and stuff, is Harold Landry worth that much? Hmm. Uh... I personally not this. I wouldn't have signed someone as an edge rusher that expensive this year. Now, granted, we don't know what the contract details are. He might not have that big of a cap hit this year. But with the amount of edge rushers that are available in this year's draft, I don't see why you would pay anybody that much. Yeah, I really don't see it, Julio. Um, I think he's a very improving, like based on his stats, he's a very improving um, edge rusher. You know, when he came in in 2018, he only had four and a half sacks the whole year. Um, 2019, he had nine. 2020 went down to five and a half. And in just past, this past year, he had 12, you know. So I, I think he's a very improving 
um, edge rusher. You know, they definitely just just not Reddick and um and all just uh or sorry Landry Landry and all. I think the Titans like defensive line definitely showed it, especially against you know the Bengals. You know, nine sacks in that one game. Um, I think they're just. Uh, I think the Titans are just going to be also another like wrecking force that with their defense is nuts. Yeah, they released a Pro Bowl guard Roger Shaffold um, as well, but they also replaced him and signed guard Jamarco Jones for a two-year, um, almost six million dollar deal. They also released running back Darrington Evans. Um, he wasn't doing too well, uh, obvious release, and signed tight end Jeff Swain to a one-year deal. Um, Okay, tight end. Um, they just needed someone for depth, I bet, in that point of view. And then they re-signed center Ben Jones, who's been really good for them. A lot of teams have a really good center, and uh, this is one of them, Ben Jones. Solid. Two years, $14 million. And, um, uh, I'm trying to find... They just released the uh, numbers for Swam. Okay. Yeah, Jeff Swain. A one year, one year, three and a half million dollar extension. Okay. It's not too oh, it's bad. all guaranteed. It's all fully guaranteed. Oh, okay. Except for 100K. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100K. Yeah. Um, good depth player. Um, will probably help a little bit. Um, I'm not one of those star things. I'm interested to see what they do because, um, AJ Brown's an amazing receiver. Julio Jones is an amazing receiver, but Julio Jones was hurt all year, so I'm kind of interested to see if they do anything with him. Maybe they just keep him. Who knows? But um, I'm not. I'm still very interested to see what they do with Julio Jones. Um, yeah, and you miss him. It's okay. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, not too, not too much anymore. Uh, <laughs> but last but not least, um, the Washington Commanders. Uh, they traded for quarterback Carson Wentz from the Colts, and uh, they released safety Landon Collins, and also re-signed center Tyler Larson for a one-year deal. Carson Wentz, um, uh, yeah, yeah, Carson Wentz is uh, he, yeah, we talked about it last podcast. He kind of sealed the deal for the Colts trading him with um, that last game because the Jaguars cost him a playoff spot. Could have gone, could have gone far, I believe, if they did make the playoffs. Um, and he's he's a decent quarterback. He didn't turn the ball over too much, which is what he's known for. Um, early on in his ego years, at least. Um, so he did protect the ball this year. So that's gonna be that's probably a, some reasoning behind why Washington traded for him, and also because they couldn't get Aaron Rodgers. Um, and Landon Collins is a decent safety, but um. They probably have some plans for someone else up there. Um, I think they have a little bit of safety depth over there. They also have Troy Apke, I believe, right? Yeah, and I was going to say, I really do like the Carson Wentz. Um, I don't think Taylor Heineke is the guy, unfortunately. And I think he's going to have some solid weapons. I think it's gonna yeah, scary Terry is still gonna be scary Terry and then he he Carson Wentz is gonna have some fun over there. Um Julio, any thoughts on Carson Wentz? Yeah, I think Carson Wentz is gonna be excited because he's got some fresh blood, like young like young talent on the team. Um which if you really think about it, he really 
hasn't really had in like in a, in a long time. Um, and I think yeah, I I really like him going to the to the Commanders. Um, but uh, what do you guys think about the name though? Uh, I don't like it at all. Yeah, like it. is it too generic? I, yeah, I really think it is. Yeah. I mean, Redskins probably just would have been better regardless. True. <laughs> just went back. Should they should just went back with that? I think I saw Red Hawks too. I think I like that a little more too. The Red, yeah, I actually like Red Hawks. Um, but yeah. then I, I I remember I watched like uh. It was like an interview with uh, with Chase Young, and they were asking him like all the different names. And once Commanders came up, he was like, "Definitely, hell no, I'm not. I wouldn't do that." And then it became Commanders. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just weird what they did with their name. I mean, they just they just had to get a name, um, and it's just weird now. Uh, okay, so um, I'm gonna ask you guys one last question before we sign off. Um, what? Who was the biggest free agency signing of day one? Biggest, I'd have to say, was J.C. Jackson. I agree with you. I agree with you there. Um, Also, I think a really big one was um, what's Christian Kirk as well. Oh yeah, that too. Jags made some moves, man. I'm so excited. Yeah, he (laughs) definitely should be. They 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 did a lot. That was funny. Jaguars actually look like they they are an NFL team with the, just the five players they added today. You <laughs> look like when you hear the names of the players, you're like, man, that's a that's an NFL roster right there. Actually, doesn't sound like like, a, like a pee wee football team. Right. So they just announced the total numbers for the contracts today for the Jaguars. The Jaguars negotiated $229.5 million worth of contracts today. God. Christian Kirk, four years, $72 million. Brandon Scherf, three years, $49.5 million. Oye Aluakon? Yep. Three years, $45 million. Folly. How? What is that with a sack? How am I gonna say his name? Tatuski. I think that's that's how you say it. You wanted NFL names now, so you got you got it. Tatuski, three years, thirty million dollars. Zay Jones, three years, twenty-four million dollars. Evan Ingram, one year, nine million. And free agency literally just started. Yeah, that Jaguar team's gonna be awesome. Um, yeah, one more... look at the tweet on this while you uh, go on. Yeah, well, you. Honestly, my answer to your question, Pradesh, I would probably say one of the biggest ones is Amari Cooper going to the Browns. Yeah, that's a huge trade. Um, yeah, um, do you think do you have a biggest uh, free agency pickup for today? Free agency pickup? Probably. Uh, probably probably JC Jackson. Yeah, probably JC Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, probably JC Jackson. Yeah, and one more thing I want to bring up while Ian's uh, looking at looking at looking it up. Um, um, the Falcons. I really think uh, we should sign Chandler Jones if we can. I think that instantly boosts the pass rush. But if we can somehow get Chandler Jones and Jadavion Clowney, 
I mean, I think that just helped so, so much on that line. Even with Grady Jarrett, I think that would, I think we'd, then we'd have some depth at pass rusher and we could focus, we could even sign, we could, if that happens, if any of those pass rushers get signed, then I think we go with a cornerback if he's available at eight, Derek Stingley Jr. And I think we pair him up with AJ Terrell. And I think that, that cornerback duo would be so good. A lot of people, a lot of, like, because I follow a couple of Falcons uh, fan pages and whatnot, and a lot of people are predicting that the Falcons want to pick up a quarterback. Yeah, um, it's weird. Um, they already, It's already set that Matt Ryan's going to start for them. They rechecked their contract again. Um, Matt Ryan's going to be a starter. Um, for any Falcons fans that doesn't like Matt Ryan, I mean, you're going to have to deal with it. Um, <laughs> you're wrong. So I'm just going to say that. I think we all agree here that Matt Ryan should start. Um, yeah, and I think Matt Ryan, um, he has some years left in him, and I think we can use him, and if we can build a team around him, he can lead us to a Super Bowl again. And honestly, I don't even blame him for your guys' season anyway. You guys lost, you know, Julio Jones. You guys lost Calvin Ridley. You guys, you know, Russell Gage is up and coming. Kyle Pitts is just a rookie, which he had to come up like crazy, you know. Yeah, and but Ryan's never had a top ten defense in his career, ever. No. So, I mean, I would like to see that happen before we release him or we he retires or something. But yeah, this is the free agency to do it, and this is also the draft to do it. Yeah, I. Uh, so I do want to kind of go over uh, Julio. How much more time do you have? I got a little bit. Okay. I'm just going to name some of the top free agents that are still available, and I'm going to kind of go by position. And, like, I'm I'm reading the list, so, like, I'll kind of, like, stop once I see someone that's obviously probably not going to be a starter. So, quarterbacks that are still available, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Andy Dalton, Brian Fitzpatrick, um... Kobe Brissett, Tyroid Taylor. Oh, and Geno Smith is actually a free agent. Oh, dang. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't even see that. Okay. Um, um, and then Joe Flacco is another one. Oh. <laughs> huh. So, out of those guys, who do you think has the best chance of getting on a team and starting? I think... Uh, that's be hard. I think Geno Smith actually has a little more... Um, little more area to uh, get signed than uh, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco's older in order, and I don't think people are going to take that chance on him. You also have Fitz Magic on that list too. You yeah, know I mean? he's always a solid guy to get you through, but he could retire. True. Yeah. All he, right. He will real quick now, retire. I will go running back, and like I said, I'm kind of going to stop. These are in alphabetical order. Okay. Cordell Patterson. Leonard Fournette. I think the Falcons re-signed Cordell Patterson. I'm pretty sure they're going to. I do too. They use them properly. So, uh, Sony Michelle. Elvin Gordon. He's in talks with the Chargers, right? Yep. Yeah. Rashad Penny. Arlen Mack. Uh, let me stop you there real quick. Um... I, I I've read some reports that Marcus Mariota may actually be going to the Colts. Um, 
and like there he's like a big interest for the Colts, and I think that would be a really good signing for the Colts. Marcus Mariota, he's never really proved he can be the quarterback, but if he can work behind a really good O line and a defense, um, I think, hey, who knows? He he can improve. Yeah, I agree. I think my top choices for the Colts is obviously number one, Jimmy G. Number two would be Marcus Mariota. Three, Gardner Minshew. Four would be Jameis Winston, like in that order. Not your boy Blaine Gabbert? No. <laughs> he's gonna be he's gonna be a bench warmer for Tom Brady until he retires and then he's gonna hope to get a shot. Another name that, that kinda of sticks out to me is Kurt Benkert. Um he's never really had a chance to really um go out and prove him uh, go out and start. But uh he can throw the football well. He's he can he has an yeah. arm and he can play. So um I, I, I think thing to uh, teams should give him a chance. Only that he streams on Twitch. That too. <laughs> I'll take a side note as to how Ian literally looks like Baby Goat right now. Baby Goat, who's that? Oh, <laughs> Baby Goat. Right, he looks like him with the hair and everything. Yeah, he looks like Justin Herbert a little bit. Yeah. Dude, I got called Justin Herbert on TikTok the other day. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah someone said I look like Justin Herbert's fat brother. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, people on TikTok are ruthless. Yeah, they are. Oh my god! <laughs> now you're always gonna think of that. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! The baby goat XL. <laughs> no. I'm sorry, no. <laughs> I mean, Baby Goat is a good nickname, too, for you, too. I mean, that'd be really cool. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I'm getting back to my list, okay? <laughs> Shot Penny, Marlon Mack. Hey, guys, put uh, put Baby Goat XL in the comment if you think so, too. Yep. <laughs> Hashtag Baby Goat XL. Raheem Moss Moster. Yeah. Oh, he's a free agent. Oh, yeah, damn. Oh, he's going to get picked up. JD McKissick, um, James Marlon Mack. He's he's gonna go to a team. He should go to yeah, a team. He still has. He's young. He's oh, young. Devontae Freeman. Yeah. Devontae he played. Booker. Oh dang! If Devontae Freeman's a free agent, he played really well for Ravens. I'm surprised. They the didn't. Ravens. Yeah. Yeah, he played really well for the Ravens. Giovanni Bernard, Jeff Wilson, uh, Latavius Murray, Le'Veon Bell. Matt Breida, Philip Lindsay, Ronald Jones second. He's a big name. Tariq oh, Cohen. That whole list is big names. I'm literally Andy Genovich. Uh, I just Patrick Ricard. I just went through the like bigger names. There's some names on here that I don't recognize. Yeah. Um. So wide receiver. Still got Allen Robinson. Patriots. Odell Beckham. Ram Antonio Brown. Yeah, he's not. Nope, no one's gonna sign him. Yeah, just cross the name off. I don't even know how to put him on there. Juju. <laughs> Ooh, I think Jaguars could potentially pick him up. Honestly, I don't know. They just signed Christian Kirk. I don't. Think yeah. Go after Juju. But if they really wanted a wide receiver one, um, then DJ Chark. I wouldn't be opposed Will. to Juju on the Falcons either. You're not gonna lie. 
Yeah, he'd be a good pickup. Will Fuller, he's he's solid. That's a speedy boy. Yeah, and I don't think Bill Belichick. Crowder. Uh, yeah, I don't think Bill Belichick signs Juju Smith Suitster just because of his TikTok stuff. But true, that's yeah. just me. <laughs> uh, Jamison Crowder, Mark uh, Valdez Scantling. Ooh, but I think that's going to be a must pick up for the Packers. I think the Packers have to pick him back up. I think he helps take pressure off, especially if Devontae Adams doesn't play this year, which I think he will. I think they're going to work that out, but I think they need to pick him back up. Then you got Russell Gage. I really hope we resign him. I think we need to resign him, honestly. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Elon Cole. We're getting some good names now. T.Y. Hilton. I honestly think Ooh. the Falcons could sign T.Y. Hilton and A.J. Green, you're going to say, in a minute, um, both to a one-year deal and, like, really cheap. Uh, Sammy Watkins. I think he goes – I think he's just going to start jumping team to team from now on. Uh, A.J. Green. Sean Jackson. He fits anywhere. I mean, he's yeah. still so fast. Any team can use Alan him. Lazard. Adam Humphreys is a good slot receiver. He can make the Humphreys, third down yeah. catches. Uh, Byron Pringle, he's fast. He 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 was yeah he's a Chiefs player yeah yeah he's a free yeah. agent now. Wow. Uh, D. Westbrook, Danny Amendola, Marcus Robinson. Who's St. Brown? <laughs> Ooh. He played well for the Lions last year. He did. Gunnar Olszewski was a good special teamer for the Patriots. He was. Quan Treadwell, I want the Jaguars to give him a shot at training camp. And ja- to- Oh yeah, to go. sorry. Uh, Jakeem Grant, um he's a he's a pretty solid player. Marquise Goodwin. Yeah, he's one of the older player range, Marquise Goodwin, but he can still be used. Uh, Akias. I would love to see Mohamed Sanu back as a Falcon, not going to lie. Oh, him, I haven't heard that name in a while. Him and wow. Matt Ryan um, has a, have, have a really good connection. And Zacchaeus. I, I, I'd i like to see Zacchaeus back as well. Um, Where is Mohamed Sanu now? Uh, he was on the 49ers for a little bit. All right, we're going to move down to the tight end room now. There's actually most of the good ones have already been picked up, but um, Gronk. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised um, if the Bucks resigned him just for Tom Brady. But he has made multiple comments that he would like to play with Joe Burrow. Yeah, so um, Bengals could replace C.J. Uzuma with him. Oh, that's very interesting. Uh, Gerald Everett is another name. Oh, I think he just got re-signed by the C. Oh, no, 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 no. Never mind. I think he got signed um, somewhere. I'm not sure. We'll look that up in a second. Jared Cook, Robert Tunyon, J. Howard, <coughs> Blake Jarwin. Chris Herndon is pretty decent as well. Yeah, there. James O'Shaughnessy, Jacob Hollister, both Jaguar players that are me Graham. He's got to retire soon, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit. Hayden Hurst is still a free Hayden agent. Uh, Hayden Hurst. I, I scrolled right past him. 
James uh, Rashawn at C2. Um, solid, cheap tight end you can get. Teams can get. Don't want him. He's a <laughs> former Jaguar. I don't need him. Put him on my team. Um, Kyle Rudolph. That's another big name. Yeah. Offensive tackle. There's still a lot of tackles. <laughs> yeah, this is a big free agency for uh, linemen and. A lot of teams that need linemen, they definitely. Um, this is the this is the free agency to do it. Uh, Taron Armstead still on the board. Eric Fisher, Trent Brown, Ifedi, Jermaine Ifedi. He played really well for the Jets. I think Quest David Questenberry just got that signed somewhere too. Oh, they're projecting Devontae Adams sign a four year twenty seven and a half million per year, sixty seven point. Oh million. man. Dude, the Packer oh, can the Packers even afford that? Afford that. <laughs> God. No I feel like they just spent all their money on Aaron Rodgers anyway. Um, all right, that's tackle center. Most of the centers that are notable have been signed. Bradley Bozeman, <coughs> um, Billy Price. I'm going to start looking at the defenses. I just want to see any big names now. All right, I keep going down the list. Connor Williams, he got signed. We saw that. Trey Turner. Um, Daryl Williams. The biggest edge rushers are still on the board. Von Miller, Chandler Jones, and Jadavian Clowney. And Melvin Ingram. Yeah, Richie Incognito. Yeah, those are big names. Akeem Hicks is a free agent. I honestly didn't know that. Dante Fowler still. Yeah. Sue. Hmm. Yeah, I think these are a lot of these are gonna get filled in the next couple of days. Yeah, I think tomorrow is gonna be focused on some of these guys. Bobby Wagner. Oh yeah. Leighton Vander Esch is still a free agent. Dante oh. Hightower. Ooh. Anthony Barr. Okay. DJ Wright. Now Kyle Vanoy. Clowny. Clowny. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to see any of these guys on the Falcons because we need the pressure of help. So signing these guys for cheap and we're good. Oh yeah, we released Dante Fowler. He was very oh, good for us. Takaris McKinley wasn't very good for us. Another bust. Falcons have had two straight busts when they drafted pass rush pass rushers. Big Beasley, he did have one good season, but he was basically a bust. And then Takaris McKinley, he was a bust. I swear, if you take Kyle Vanoy, I won't talk to you for like a whole week. <laughs> I don't think the Falcons need a linebacker. I think our running back, a linebacker runs pretty set. Cornerbacks: Stefan Gilmore, Casey Hayward, Everson Griffin, okay. Joe Hayden, Pernell McPhee, Patrick Peterson, Ooh. Chris Harris Jr., Desmond King, a doo-doo guy, Eli Apple. <laughs> Unless he wants to be on the podcast. 
Xavier mm-hmm. Rhodes. Yeah, yeah, Apple, we welcome you so with open arms on the podcast. Desmond, Desmond Trufant. I can't promise you that Ian won't roast you, but um, yeah. <laughs> I like Eli Apple. It's a cool name, though. It is. Evan Watson. <laughs> Xavier Rhodes. Rhodes Code. Aaron Matthews, still a safety on the board. Marcus Williams. I wouldn't be opposed to the Falcons trying to Desmond Trufant a one-year deal for cheap because I mean, Jabril Peppers, Ronnie Harrison, Anthony Harris, Lee Cooker, your boy Craig Herndon. <laughs> I think we should pick him up for depth. I don't think we will, though. I think we're going to go a whole new route on some of those players. Jaquiski Tart, he Tart. played well. Or 49ers. Or 49ers, yeah. Demonte Casey. Um, he's okay. Eric Harris played really well for Falcons before he got injured. Keanu Neal. Sean Gibson. Sean Chandler. Yeah. A lot of good free agents left in this draft, and uh, I think, I think there's these. We're gonna see some more moves tomorrow. I really hope the Falcons make some moves. I know they only have sixty million dollars of cap space, but I really hope we make some moves to address some issues because if we want to compete, we need to address some of these issues right now. Yeah. All right. This has been the PI podcast with our special guest, Julio. Hope I'm pointing in the right direction for. Uh, you're actually on your right. You need on your right. Go move yeah, your right. Julio. Julio. Your left, I mean. My bad. My bad. Your left. Julio. Left corner. Left like this. Julio. No, up. Julio. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, up there. Perfect. <laughs> special guest. <laughs> Appreciate you being on the show. You're welcome back anytime. Except for tomorrow. No, just kidding. <laughs> just not as a Patriots fan. I can either only be Falcons or Jaguars. There you go. Yeah, that, that works. That works. <laughs> but uh, thank you, Julio, for joining us. Um, we hope you enjoy talking football. Um, definitely, uh, definitely, Julio, I play a lot with. He's my best friend. Um, I play with him a lot. Um, we play a lot together. Known him for six years now, um, but yeah, definitely. Thank you again, Julio, for joining us on this podcast. Ian, send us off. YouTubers, thank you for watching. Witchers, thank you for watching. If you're listening to us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, thank you. Oh, so we what? What else do we put this thing on? And make sure, uh, yeah. Uh, Twitter. I think the biggest question is, are we ever going to talk about Madden? Oh, yeah. We definitely got to bring Julio back for a Madden podcast, for an episode where we focus on Madden. Yeah. Um, But thank you guys for watching. Um, Definitely subscribe if you're new to the YouTube channel. Um, And definitely we'll be streaming live on um, YouTube. Not too often, but every once in a while we'll We'll go live um, and do the podcast live. So definitely um, definitely make sure you subscribe to have notifications on so you know when we upload brand new videos. 
Um, we also on TikTok at PI Podcast. We almost have, I think we're just about at 50,000 views on the PI Podcast hashtag. So, uh, yeah, that's really awesome. Um, but, yeah, um, thank you guys for watching the podcast. And uh, thank you, Julio, again. And uh, we'll catch you guys later. Peace. Peace. Peace.